Okay, so Erica, we had to invite you back for a chat after what's been happening over the last week. I just feel like I have to preface this with, we we had already recorded your episode Mm -hmm. a couple of weeks ago, and then we had planned on posting your episode on Tuesday. We were a little bit late, ended up posting it on the weekend, right in the middle of all of this um, craziness. And Mm -hmm. then the next morning, you sent me a message, which was... Sunday morning, you sent me a message. I'm just going to read a little bit. Sure. Just said, hi, I'm going to post about the podcast in the next day or so. It's been a really hard couple of days here in Atlanta with the riots that were a quarter of a mile from our house. It didn't feel right for me to post about my story when so many, us included as a biracial family, are struggling with such raw emotion around the racism that is still so real in this country. Mm -hmm. And when I got your message... I was shaking and I mm-hmm. couldn't even text you back because I felt like I didn't know the right words to express the tone uh, that I wanted to. So I picked up the phone right. and called you right away. Right. And then yeah. during our conversation, I was like, "You can you come back? Like, let's come back and have a chat. Let's talk. Sure. Yeah. Because we yeah. didn't talk about the fact that your family is biracial. Um, right. And it's, it's, we don't often talk about that we're, we're biracial because, you know, we just, this is, this is our lives. Anson and I have been together. I mean, we've been married for almost 14 years. We've been together for almost 20 years. And, you know, as, as a couple, we've, we've been very fortunate. We haven't, we haven't really had racism thrown our way because we are, are biracial. And, you know, there's been incidents that have happened obviously in the, the, the last couple of months, um, with Ahmaud Avery and Breonna Taylor. And then, you know, um, with George Floyd, it's just, um, and, and I think there's been so much underlying tension with everything going on in this, this world, you know, it's like, um, obviously we talked to the girls about, your father is black, like I am white, you, you are mixed. Like we, we don't teach them necessarily about color. We teach them about kindness and you don't ever judge anybody because of the color of the skin, their skin. You, you are just, you are, you are kind. The, the mm-hmm. color of your skin should, should not matter. Everybody is exactly the same on the inside. And we really try and tell that to the kids. And then you know, with what happened on Friday night here in Atlanta, um, which was, it literally felt like it was in our backyard. Um, we live in an area where we can walk to Phipps Plaza. We can walk to Lenox Mall. We can walk to a Target within three minutes. And this is where, you know, the riding didn't start there. Um, it started in downtown and then it made its way up towards us. And, um, everything all of a sudden became really real. Um, you know, my daughter said to me, we had gone, we were watching the news and the helicopters were flying. And then there was reports that there were shots being fired. And I, I was like, I'm taking, I'm going to take the dogs out one last time. Um, after that, we're not going out. We're locking the door. We're putting the alarm on and you know, we'll go from there. And my girls came outside with me to take the dogs out and the helicopters were flying. And my oldest, I could, I get emotional when I talk about it because she looked at me and she said, mommy, do you think we should put a Black Lives Matter sign in our yard? Because if the rioters and the looters come here, they'll know that 
black people live here. And it like rocked me to my core. Um, it was, you know, she's almost 14 and, um, you know, it kind of, it took me back. And I said to her, I said, you know, sweetheart, I don't think the rioters are in the looters. They're not going to, they're not homes. People's homes. Isn't what they're, they're targeting They're, You know, I was like, we're going to be okay. And then the next day we sat down and at the dinner table. And I, I just, I said to the girls, I was like, you know, I am, I am obviously white and, um, you guys are mixed and, um, you know, daddy is black and I will never, ever, even though I'm your mother, I will never know what it's like to walk in the shoes of someone of color. And I, I, you know, I flat out asked them, I said, do you ever feel like you're, you're, you've been treated differently? And, and they both, you know, they, they thought about it. And my, my younger, my younger one, Malia said, well, you know, I don't think I've ever been treated differently, but I do think it's really uncomfortable when we learn in school about, um, you know, slavery and, and all of that. And I said, well, you know, yeah, that's, that's natural. That's a natural reaction. And my older daughter said, you know, I think the reason we haven't experienced it as much is because of where we live and, you know, our, you know, the, the socioeconomic status. And I said, I think that's true. And then I said to Anson, you know, he's much quieter and I'm more of the the talker. And I said, you know, I know you've experienced racism throughout, not only, you know, your career, but growing up. And I said, how do you feel, you know, as, as a, a black man, what, how does this make you feel? And he said, well, I still experience, he said, I, I experience racism almost every day. And, you know, we've been married for 14 years and he said, you know, whether it's I'm out walking around the golf course and somebody crosses the street to the other side when they see, see me coming or I'm shopping and I see someone clutch their purse a little tighter. He's like, it's just, it's something that I see every day, but it's something that I've, I just have learned to live with because it's just how it is. And it, I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach because we've been married for so long. And I was like, how did I not, how did I not know that, that, mm-hmm. that, you know, it's just, and then it made me think like, I, I mean, I've been married to this man for a long time. I've known him for a long time, a long time. And I was like, I need to, to educate myself as to what it is like to be, um, black in, at the, in this day and age, like it's, it's still so, it's just, it's, it's, it's like beyond mm-hmm. words. So, and I think, you know, we, we had this conversation and we're, we're very open about it. And, um, I think, um, you know, and that's, we, and then it was the next day I had, um, I texted you and I had, you know, I mean, I was excited about doing the podcast and I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is something that's so cool. And I was like, I don't think I can, there were so many raw emotions going on and the the kids and I had kind of driven around to see what had happened around us. And I thought, no one wants, I can't post about like my, my story. It's like, there is, and you know, I just, and that's why I, I, I texted you and my, my personality is like, they put all this work into it. I feel so bad. Like I should be posting about it. Not at at all. Like, and 
that's the thing. There's just no words, right? Like if you right. can't come up with the words, like we can't come up with the words. Like, yeah, and right. that's where we're sitting here like, oh shoot. Like, but we have to honor everybody. Oh my gosh. Like and, it's hard. Yeah. And, and it we didn't hard. want to be seemingly insensitive having posted it yeah. That, right. on that weekend in the middle of all of it. And at the same right. time we were like, Kodat and I were like, holy shit. Things keep happening with our podcasts as far as when we post because we decide before and then off. It has just happened quite a bit that it's forcing us to re re reevaluate conversations and go back and re record, but it's all happening in the moment. And And I really believe we didn't want to be insensitive to you. We didn't also, we don't ask about, we didn't ask about Anson being black or any racial. uncomfortableness that you guys may have experienced Mm -hmm. because not because we don't see that he's black, but we don't judge and we don't see any difference in your relationship or your marriage. Mm -hmm. And, but clearly there is a difference in your lives and what's Mm -hmm. happening. Like he said, and I actually find comfort Erica in the fact that, I mean, I'm sure you don't like that. You didn't know this about him. Right. Um, But I kind of find comfort in that, in that because I didn't want to ask. You know what I mean? I don't right. know. There's like I no know. And it's, so, hard you know, it's hard to talk about. This is all hard to talk about. And even, you know, I think um I think part of the reason talking about racism is so hard, especially when you're white, is that you're afraid you're gonna say something that's wrong or something that offends somebody. And I yes. think I think we're at the point now where it's like, if we don't have conversations and you don't, you learn from mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, have the conversations, have the Mm -hmm. conversation with your, your, your black friend or, you know, with your white friends and talk it through. And if you say something that's not right, it's, it's okay. It's a way to learn. Um, It's true. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I thought, oh gosh, I'm going to come on and I'm going to talk about this. What if I say something that's like stupid or I make myself look dumb? And then it's like, these are, these are my feelings and how, mm-hmm. how I feel about this. And I am learning. I am, have made a pact with myself that I am going to educate myself more. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important for Anson and I, to, we've never really I mean, the girls know about racism, but it's not something that I I felt like we had to talk about all of the time and I had to be like, you know. Yeah. yeah. And exactly what you said, Erica, you have to have conversations. We have to be willing to make mistakes in those conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think the hardest part is that we want to, we want to find the perfect words for what our heart is saying. Right. And it's really, it's it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard. I mean, I spent most of Saturday, um, like just so upset and, um, a lot of, a lot of tears. I mean, even over the last, the last couple of days, um, talking with, you know, my best friends out in LA and she, um, has a biracial little boy and we were on the phone and just, she's like, it terrifies me that I, I have this, this little boy who is, he's only two years old. And she's Mm -hmm. like, you know, 
she was like, I used to say, oh, I, I wish he was just a little bit darker. He looked a little bit more like his daddy. And she's like, and now I'm like, well, maybe it's better that he's lighter skin because he won't be judged because of his, his color. And it's just these all of these emotions bubbling, bubbling up. Mm -hmm. And it's just been, um, really, I I, really like, I I, like, I don't even have words, words. but I think that, and like you said, the conversations are what needs to happen first of all. And the fact that we're showing kindness and empathy where we realize we cannot walk in those shoes. Right. We, can, we will never know how it feels, yeah. but we can express um, that. Yes. That, and we have to. We, have, we can't say, we, I know how you feel. I, I don't right. know how you feel. We don't. I, and we never will. And we never will. And, I, and we, we can't will. even say, I want to know how you feel because I think what they're feeling is so awful. It's so sad. And then I, I said to my girlfriend, I said, you know, on one hand, Anson and I are lucky. We have two girls and not, not that they won't ever encounter any racism, mm-hmm. but I don't think they'll have to worry when they get pulled over. You know, it's right. just, it's very different being a black man than it is being, um, a black, black woman. And don't get me wrong. There is racism yeah, in, in both sexes, both. but we, I think, yeah. you know, as, as a mother, um, it's, it makes me feel a little bit better that we have, have daughters. You know, I've been reading a lot over the weekend and I was reading a, um, an article. It's like, at what age do um, little black boys go from being so cute and adorable to being like crossing that line over as to when they become right. a threat? And it's like, it's, I think all of this, you know, I don't know if this is, I, this is, is if, I don't know if George Floyd, um, you know, everything that, that has happened is kind of going to be the, the tipping point. We've, we've seen this before, um, you know, there's been mm-hmm. um, protests and riots over the killing of other black men, but I feel like, um, I feel like this seems a little, a little different and that maybe, um, hopefully as, as a country, as a, as a world, um, we can start to take steps to, um, work on, I guess you would call it anti-racism, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Like how do we, because some things, I mean, it's got, it can't keep happening, right? Like this, 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 it just cannot keep happening. And um, I think with social media and all of that, there is such a big push for people to, educate themselves, educate others. People are sharing, um, you know, links and stories and, you know, resources of where you can go to, mm-hmm. to learn. And I'm, I'm hopeful, um, that we can start to make a change. Obviously we've, we all raise our children to be accepting of, of everyone. Um, but there are people who do not. And I think, exactly. you know, I think some of it starts at home. Um, but, I think it all starts at home. That's, yeah. that's where it starts. Yeah. yeah. You're like not it's born good. learning to hate. No. Yeah. Like, are there good, have you found like good kids books and stuff? Like obviously, like my kids are super accepting. Like they, they know to be kind to everybody, but like, 
you know, Easton's watching and he's seeing it on the news and he's like, what's going on? Like, why would they do that? And he's right. just, how do, like, are there resources to explain are, it better? Think, like there are. So, um, on Saturday, a girlfriend of mine had posted, um, it was literally like a link to a Google doc of like resources for white people to learn about, um, to, to educate about racism. And I posted it on my, my Facebook page. Um, I'm happy to share it. It's, you know, yeah, there's resources do. for documentaries, there's resources for kids books, podcasts. And I've just kind of day by day, I've kind of been ticking my way, mm-hmm. um, through yeah. reading, um, tonight I'm going to watch the, um, documentary documentary 13 on Netflix. Um, so I think there's uh, there's so much out there, but I'm happy to share the. Yeah, the and I've been doing the same. I'm diving yeah. into. Yeah. You want your kids to learn it the best way possible. So if there's right. stuff that we can share with our kids, that you know, even though they are learning about kindness, like just to understand kind of like the history and just why we don't. Mm-hmm. Because it's harder mm-hmm. for little kids, right? Like yeah. they don't. They like everybody, right? And exactly. then they're like, why are you telling me I have to like? you know, X, Y, or Z, or I have to act this, not act this way, but But they're like, because I already do. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Cause they can't wrap their head around. Like you said, like, they just like, why wouldn't I be nice? Like, well, you know, so some people aren't like, yeah. 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 And I think that's what, what you have to teach them, right? Like some people are not nice and some people do do mean things. And this is why we, yeah, we don't. Katie Couric had post reposted it and it was Trevor Noah. Have you seen, um, his Instagram no, it was on Insta. I'm, I'm going to share it with you because I actually felt like he articulated it so well, like so many mm-hmm. things that I was thinking and couldn't put into words. Yep. And he is a black man said it. And I was like, oh, that's right. That's what it is. Like it, it, it was, it was really so good. And yesterday I watched Anson's post too, that mm-hmm. he had, and, and it was, it was good. Like, it's just, you have to, you have to listen to everyone mm-hmm. around you how do we promote positive change and how do we help it to get to where it should be? Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm not pretending to be Oprah here or Barbara Walters or whatever. That's the tricky no. part for Codette and I, we are right. on here to share stories and mm-hmm. elevate our friends and you know, the women and men in hockey outside of what they do on the ice. Right. Right. And like, we're like, obviously we're so proud of you and that's why we had you on the podcast and we still wanted to share your story, but we're like, Oh my God, the timing of this is crazy. So yeah. right. I please don't apologize for not sharing it at all. Like we cannot even fathom like, you know, all right. the emotions that are just so overwhelming for you, you probably can't even process. Like it, it is, it's been really hard. Um, it's hard to process and it's, um, it's like, it makes me feel like I've been punched in the stomach and it is, I don't know. I don't know if it's hit me so hard because now my girls are, are a little bit older and they're starting to ask more, more questions. Um, or if it's because this is, I saw it firsthand. Um, and this is like, what can I, what can I do? And, and that's where I almost feel like a little bit like a fish out of like, like what, what do I do? Right. I need to do something to, how, how can I make a change? And then mm-hmm. I just was like, well, the only thing I can do to make a change is to better educate myself and educate and talk and communicate and keep communicating and have uncomfortable conversations mm-hmm. um, and not be worried about saying the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you for that. I, I completely agree. That's that's the best um, lesson, I think, to leave us with. And Kodette, for you and I, too, we avoid the uncomfortable conversations on the podcast. Of course. Because it's... Yes. It, and I'm just one of those people, like, I am, like, this is me. I never want to rock the boat. I'm like, Sue, avoid the uncomfortable yeah. conversation. Like, I just want to be like, everything is going to be okay. And I'm like, it's time to, like, step out, step of, out of it. Exactly. Exactly. I know. It's so, true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Well, please keep us um, informed and updated and tag us so that we can continue to share please, and yeah. um, just please feel our love and support Thank uh, you. for your family and beyond and everybody that's just feeling so shitty and not knowing what to so do. Shitty. And say. Yeah. yeah. I think we all yeah. We're feel all the little, same way. Yeah. I yeah. really... I, I appreciate you guys, um, you know, asking me to come back on. Um, it really, it means a lot for me to, you know, to just be able to share my little, my little two cents and what, you know, we've been going through. Um, and, um, and just for being, you know, supportive. It's really, it means a lot. Well, no, thanks, thanks for coming thanks back for, and sharing thanks, with yeah. us too. Thanks for thanks yeah, time. allowing yeah. us to understand a little bit more. Yeah. So, thank you. All right. Well, take good care and thank massive you. love to your family. Yeah. And uh, we'll stay in touch for sure.